everybody. Welcome back. It's I Wood. It's the beginning of the year, and I'm here with Keith. So what you're saying, live from the woodshed. <laughs> That's right, guys. We're now, back. Now, this We're is back. normally the point, Wood, where I would sit down here and I would read emails. Yeah, you would. But I'm about to drop something. We got a mask off yeah, as, as a, the, what do we call it, the marquee? Is that what they call it? Yeah. You guys know there's a mask off. You know there's a third person in here, mm-hmm. one of the ones that are a lot smarter than us, which isn't really <laughs> rare. But anyhow, <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys something I saw, and you motherfuckers are probably going to call me a liar. Okay. I went and saw the Clint Eastwood movie, uh... What the fuck's name? Where is the drug yeah. cartel? Mule, the Mule. The Mule. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Good okay. movie, by the way. Okay. I'm out in the lobby waiting for a kid to go to the bathroom. And out walks a blind man out the movie theater. Now, I just want you guys to explain <laughs> to me why that would happen. I'm not, you know, in this sensitive time, we got to explain everything. I'm not making fun of blind people. I just want to know what entertainment did he get out of a movie? Maybe he's somebody's sugar daddy. And, and she wants to go. And she's a fucking bitch then, yeah. is what she is. That's, that's yeah. teasing. She's a cock-teasing motherfucker. Or maybe it's like a book, you know, where you read a book and you you create the characters, you create what they look like, all that. You know, so maybe he goes and just listens. But there's so much unspoken in a movie. That's true. Th- this isn't vaudeville, you know what I mean? That, uh, but how long do we know? He's, maybe he's been blind his entire life and all he's ever known is to create his reality in his head. Okay, have you ever seen a blind guy walking out the movie? No. Blew no. my mind. <laughs> Blew my mind. I, and, and when my girl sees it, she looks at me and she goes, don't say anything. I said, I cannot help but say something. Did you see this? She goes, obviously I saw it, jackass. I just told you not to say anything. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to ask. I thought you asked him, did you see this? <laughs> that's, not, that's what I didn't want to do. I didn't want to make fun of I'm yeah. not making fun of blind guy. Sure, no. I it's just odd. It is. Deaf I, guy I, at a concert, I, you know yeah. what I mean? Is that I you know, I'm not making fun of it, but I'm just saying it just does not add up in anything. Right. And also, our last our last time we had a mask off here, I wanted to bring this up and I forgot about it. I turned on my grill. It's been snowing, it's been I, I wanted some hot dogs and cheeseburgers and shit. Sure. I wanted to act like it was June or July outside. Okay. So I turned my grill on, I put on hot dogs, cheeseburgers and shit, and I hook them up. I grab my ketchup, I grab my relish, I grab my hot sauce because I like hot sauce on my cheeseburgers and my mm-hmm. and my and my um, hot dogs. Sure. And I grab the mustard. Who is the fucking genius that decided to make the yellow mustard bottle yellow? So I don't know how much mustard I have in the damn container. <laughs> I was so pissed because I was out of mustard. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's Heinz that makes a bottle that's clear, just like ketchup. You could buy that if you want. I didn't buy that, and it's no, not Heinz because I buy Heinz ketchup and mustard, and that's the one that the bottle's yellow. Now the okay. ketchup is clear, and I can tell how much ketchup okay. I have. Maybe I maybe I'm just talking like back in the day at the restaurant they used to have that bottle. You know, uh-huh. maybe they don't do that anymore. I don't know. Yeah, well, it, it used to be glass too. Things have changed, and those <laughs> motherfuckers are playing dirty tricks on people right here. And I'm just going to acknowledge the emails, uh, Charles. No. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all I'm going to say is no. Uh, uh, Misty wants to know that she's a rabid cowboy fan. Yeah, and, yeah. and all we of a sudden, hear every win we hear about that. All of a sudden, Jamathan wants to name our podcast uh, titles. Yeah. Um, somebody he's, he's somebody re- got a little arrogant. <laughs> yeah, he's renaming <laughs> things for us. Yeah. And Jason, it's none of your business what kind of car I drive. All right. Those are the ones I looked at. Actually, this has been like one of those weekends where I really wasn't delving into the emails too much. I just skimmed right. over them probably about 20 minutes ago, right? And answered <laughs> yeah. those questions because it's football week. And it's kind of like NCAA yeah. where you get to neglect your family. You got yeah. um, playoff football Saturday, Sunday, yep. and then you turn around and got a national championship game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. But besides all that, well, we got a mask off. What's the mask off, brother? 
Guys, if if this is if you decided to start this new year 2019 out with uh, so what you're saying, you've stumbled upon a mask off. And let me tell you what a mask off is. It's when we bring somebody in into the woodshed and uh, we they do something better than we do typically. They're maybe a little bit smarter, not always, but usually. This one, and, <laughs> this one's got his beat. Yeah, we. This is seems to be the theme lately is yeah. uh, bringing people in a lot smarter than us and we we peel their mask off we get to know who they are get bare bones about who they are and what they do so without further ado our mask off guest who are you what do you do i'm ryan i'm a nurse practitioner i've been in utah been practicing for about 20 years now in nursing and in healthcare. care um, i currently work at a local clinic and take care of people providing health care for them and stuff I would say yes. He is a lot smarter than we are. Yeah, here he goes. What what exactly is a nurse <laughs> practitioner? Not a physician. No. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> is that what the paycheck says? Is that what you tell him? <laughs> you feel that every time you get paid. Still not a Still not a doctor. Still not a doctor. <laughs> still not a doctor. But, but you guys are the ones that deal with the people. You yeah, work yeah. under a doctor, correct? Um, actually, I work on my own. Actually, I I don't work. I work in a clinic with a physician, uh-huh. but. I work on my own. I'm licensed to work on my own. I don't need a physician to oversee me. Like, oh. a, like a physician assistant, they're different than I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm a nurse with, you know, four years of, of school as an RN, and uh-huh. then I did a couple extra years to get my master's degree in nursing. But let's put it in layman terms and in dumbass, so what you're saying terms. <laughs> if you get sued, a doctor doesn't get sued too, just no, you. just me. You're on yep. your own. Yep. So you're on a tightrope by yourself. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, so... Any of our mask off guests, we throw out some layup line questions. This is you washing your hands before you go in the room and touch somebody yep. with a rash. You know what I mean? It, yep. This is all that stuff coming up here. All right. <laughs> Just you preparing. What was your first car? My first car was a Toyota, a 1987 Toyota 4Runner. Oh, wow. That's a lot of That's not a bad first <laughs> car. Was that the kind where the top came off? Yep, the back the came off? the whole three-quarter top came off. Oh, those, <laughs> those, those are hot, man. Yeah. Those are All right. What do you use more in your home, a blender or a toaster? Probably a toaster. What do you put on your toast? Butter and jam. Yeah. Hmm. Have you ever put peanut butter on your toast? Yes. It's no. All, it melts and it's delicious. <laughs> that to me it sounds like the... chewing sand. It just sounds oh, like Sahara Desert. No, it's like good. chewing heaven anyway. It, it is. It, I digress. <laughs> did you give your mailman or mail person a Christmas gift? Yes. I Would believe you... my wife did. What'd you give him? I don't know. I'd have to ask her. For she... what? What'd you give him a gift for? <laughs> I guess because he delivers my mail and brings stuff up to my door sometimes. If he didn't deliver your mail, he'd get fired. You he realize did, that? I'd boot him out. But which mind. tells me you live in a hoity-toity neighborhood. That That's is what true. That uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we established that a few months back. <laughs> and I think I like this question. I'm going to let this ride a little bit. What's the worst movie you ever seen? Mm. Worst movie I ever saw? That's Napoleon Dynamite. What? Mm. I hated that show. Hated I've it. seen it four wow. or five times. I still hate it. Yes. You're, you're scab pickers, which you are. You keep going back to the source of your pain. You know, it's funny because I don't like that show either. I think no. it's terrible. It's, it, it, it's stupid. Yeah. Right, but th- so they're stupid, dumb and dumber. Mm-hmm. Stupid, but hilarious. hilarious. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite, stupid, just stupid. Stupid. Just stupid. Yeah. It's it's up in Idaho. And uh, which era do you wish you were born in? 20s. 1920s. Why the twi- Is that because with the degree you have, you would be an actual doctor? No, actually, no, actually, it's just like <laughs> maybe meet Al Capone or something. Oh, I love the Roaring Twenties. Booze, drugs, mafia. None of which you partake in because nope. you brought alcohol and said, "Guys, a patient gave this to me." And and I, don't drink. Drink. <laughs> I don't drink. I don't drink. So you just be in the corner, just staring at shit, just sweating, huh? I'd be like, "Holy oh, God, God, you see that shit? This is great. You see that? Time, this is the greatest time of my life. Hey, buddy, say." 
And, and with that, then, uh, Ryan, why don't you just introduce our Snaggles for us? Our Snaggles today is High, Whis- High West Whiskey. It's American Prairie Bourbon. And it's available, let's see, a blend of straight bourbon whiskeys. My mouth is watering. Mm-hmm. Snaggles is brought <laughs> to you by... Tiger's Claw Tattoo. Tiger Claw Tattoo, it is, yeah. Uh, guys, uh, we we mentioned them last week, and if you haven't yet, get in there, see our guys, um, just pop in. Ask them for a time, schedule a consult, schedule an appointment, go get your ink done with Tiger Claw Tattoo, guys. I guarantee you, you are not going to regret it, because they're amazing. Make a lifelong decision, drunk or sober. Yeah, you know, yeah, preferably yeah. drunk. Yeah, those are, those ones are more fun. I love those way. drunk tattoos. I knew a dude one time. He had a tattoo. It was wow. I said, "Why'd you get wow tattooed on your shoulder?" He goes, "Because I do cartwheels, and when I do a cartwheel, it says wow, mom." And I yell, "Look at me!" That's, I was like, "You're an that, idiot." Well, oh, okay, yeah, I was saying, I was thinking genius, yeah, you're, but you're, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Ryan, you're your nurse practitioner. Tell tell me, was that something you always wanted to be coming up? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think back in. High school and stuff. I tried a few other things and I wasn't very good at it. I couldn't fix cars. I couldn't do much of that. So I was always interested in the sciences. So I kind of pursued that avenue a little bit with my. And so after I graduated, I looked at school and was maybe going to go med school, but then I decided that I wanted to be a nurse instead and went and did that for a few, well, about 15 years and then went back to school and got my nurse practitioner just only about five years ago. Why, wow. why, why'd you want to be a nurse? Tell me, tell me the benefits there for you of being a nurse as opposed to going to med school and being a physician. Um, I think at the time I was a little older, so I didn't want to like spend 12 years in school and then graduate when I was 40 where I am right now. Mm-hmm. So I thought it'd be best if I could go then and work in some healthcare and, and work and help patients and, and do that. And then I kind of, just like say about now, it's been about seven years ago, I kind of got sealed out in nursing and I decided to go back to school and get a degree and, and get my graduate degree. So um, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know much about I know that I go in, they take my insurance card, they swipe my other card for the money, and then I leave after they've given me some kind of care or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, so as a nurse practitioner, um, do, are you the one that's – because there's always that one, not a doctor, but the nurse that's barking orders at everybody mm-hmm. else. Is that you? Um, what is it? What is it that you do? Because I'm I'm having a hard time drawing the difference between a doctor and a nurse practitioner mm-hmm. or a nurse for that matter. So to be a nurse, a nurse is basically someone I tell them what to do and what I need done. Okay. And then so basically, if you come into a clinic or even come to the hospital, we determine the care that you'll get, and then we tell the nurse to get that done, and she's the one that barks out all the orders. So. We're technically in line with a physician. You'll see us for everything. We take care of most everything. And you come in, need sutures, could you, or broke something, or are sick, or whatever. We do all that. You come in, sit in the office. We do all the evaluation and everything. And then we okay. send our nurses or our, our medical assistants to take care of the rest of the stuff. So then oh, you, you do all that, and the nurses help you do all that. Then what in the hell do the doctors do? Well, because I, I okay, so that's I have, a good question. So I have, I have. This has been established and well documented. I have a lot of children, and I've had some of them break bones. <laughs> and I get a nurse, and I'm assuming then the nurse practitioner. They come in, they do every damn thing. The doctor walks in for about seven seconds, says, "Mm-hmm, it's broken. Let me get the nurse to wrap." Yeah, no it. shit, and jackass. They, that's why I'm here. Yeah, and then they come in, dip the thing in the water, wrap the cast on, and then I leave. I see the doctor for seven seconds, yet everything and everything that i i own or i pay or i earn 
I pay to him, I feel like, you mm -hmm. know? So what the hell does the doctor do? Well, unfortunately, the way, that's the way healthcare is nowadays, is that um, back when I was younger, you would go see the doctor and he had a nurse. Well, now you go see the nurse practitioner and I have medical assistants. I don't have nurses anymore. And so it's kind of wow. medicine is a business. And so I do everything. Yeah. Like I go in, I'll read your x-rays and determine if it's broken or I read your x-rays in labs and determine if you have pneumonia or whatever. And then depending on what the training of my medical assistant, I can allow them to either splint your arm. But for physicians, I mean, we can never get away with them. I mean, I have friends that are surgeons. Nurse practitioners can't do surgery, neither sure. can physician assistants. So a lot of it nowadays we're seeing physicians, general physicians like family practice are dying off. They're not going into wow. the, the family practice anymore. They're going into specialty because more money, I guess. And so yeah. that's where nurse practitioners and PAs, physician assistants, can kind of step in and help. So, that gap. so you guys are taking on more of the everyday common thing, mm -hmm. and then the doctors are and the physicians are taking on the, the more specialty yeah. things that I, I need surgery or I need this or that. Okay, that, yeah. that makes sense. So it's more complex where they go. Now. Do you have kids? I do. Your kids never go to the doctor, do they? No. You take everything right there at home. <laughs> Stitches, broken arm, whatever, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> why I keep booze around the house. Anesthetize. <laughs> 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 Bo booze and, and wood blocks. Just bite down. Just bite down. Like the Civil War, huh? Yeah. I would also like to bring up, and this, this is something I should have brought up at the beginning. Um, Ryan here is a Bears fan. Yes, and the Bears are currently playing. See, this is the dedication of this medical person right yep. here. He yep. said, I want to come and talk about what I do. I can record the game. Yeah, I, I can record the game. Yeah, you I tell you, and it, what else did he say? You motherfuckers better not let me know the score, <laughs> and it better not be a fucking TV on anywhere in this place. That's right, right. <laughs> and none of none of that's going to happen. Did you Did you see? I was watching ESPN the other day. Um, it was some one of their NFL shows, and one of their guys predicted, and this was before the last game that the Bears played, predicted that the Bears would not lose another game and win it all. I hope so. We're trying to stay alive from '85. <laughs> that's hey that's you know what at least you've got that number on there because yes, uh, <clears throat> detroit where you at guys all right so <laughs> and then crickets showed up right yeah. here you are a nurse practitioner you you said I, I i definitely wanted to be a nurse so nurse practitioner is a grade above a nurse is what mm -hmm. i'm gathering so yes. you were a nurse studied your field got good at it blah 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 and now now you're a nurse practitioner yeah. and that was the goal for you yes. what, what what is the schooling like for that um, it was an additional two two years. It was a master's degree in science that I study medicine, diseases, you know, everything that pretty well, probably just more of a broad spectrum from my RN degree, basically what it was. So you say additionals, and a master's is six years, correct? Well, it is on top of my RN degree. So, yeah, it is technically six years. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I did four and then took 20 years to, well, 15 years in RN and then but you did went it. back yeah. for more. Yeah, because I got bored and wanted to do something different. You good at math? Yeah, I think so, but math doesn't even apply really in medicine too much. I mean, they make us do it, but I don't quite understand why, because most of the math is adding, subtracting, multiplying, dividing. Where's my 10th grade math teacher? There's this <laughs> no, pap that no. told me I would need yep. math. Yep. I break out a calculator. Yep. I talk to fucking Google or Siri, and they give me all answers. Yep. And I got a fucking nurse practitioner here telling me he doesn't even need to no. shit. No, nope. no, no. When was the last time you talked to any of your physicians, nurses, or anybody that gave you, uh, that stood there and was like, wait a minute. I got to work out this equation. <laughs> never, never, ever. It's never happened. I want them to start telling us in in school, uh, not us. Like I'm going to go back. Let me go back in time and tell us you're never going to use this unless you're an engineer. 
And will they even use it because there's still Google and Siri? That is true. Yeah, now they can and, plug and in everything. Yeah, the Pythagorean theorem. Yeah, I remember. Uh, look at you. You said that drunk, too. <laughs> that, that's been around. And off I'm in front pretty, of company. I'm pretty sure that my internet can do that for yeah, me if right, I punch right, it right. in. So what do we need to learn? Just punch it in. All right. Anyway. In terms of diseases, <laughs> here's something I've always wanted to ask somebody in the medical field. So every couple of years, we get scared. We get scared with uh, hantavirus. Mm-hmm. Yep. We get scared with bird flu, mm-hmm. swine flu. Mm-hmm. Was there a chicken flu? Might as well throw that in there. Donkey flu, <laughs> um, Ebola, um, scabies, all this shit. Where does that shit come from and where does it go? How? Ca- because I thought, when I heard about hantavirus, I thought, oh shit. This whole planet is going to be turned into fucking rat faces <laughs> yeah. because there's rats everywhere. New York's full of fucking rats. They say yeah. there's like three rats to every one person. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. It's over. Where do these diseases come from out the blue? And then where do they go? Well, we've always had those diseases around, right? I mean, rats carry hantavirus, but not. It kind of has to be like the perfect storm, I think, in some instances for people to even get them, right? I mean, Ebola comes from Africa, and a lot of those people are so ill and malnourished that they're not healthy like you and I. So okay. I think if you look at the disease process over even... You're talking like even chicken pox up to pneumonia and those kinds of things. Sometimes it just takes that perfect storm of that person to be ill. They don't have a very good immune system. And then therefore it kind of just jumps and takes takes advantage of the host. But then once you kill it or once the virus, your body fights off the virus, it just dies. And I mean, it's always around us. I mean, there's everywhere. I mean, in the soils and things that we touch. And But it's just taking that perfect storm for you to be infected, I guess is the word. Can a pandemic still happen here in this time and age? I would think so. I mean, I just you would think so. Yeah, I mean, they're talking. They they still talk about. There's a, a urinary tract infection bug that's back in Pennsylvania that they found that isn't responsible or cannot respond to any antibiotics right now. So, potentially, there's always that. Um, always, a, I think, a risk for it. I mean, I don't think right now that we have to worry about it in the United States, but there is always a risk considering the way antibiotics were used. So flagrantly i guess is the word back in the 80s and 90s and now as physicians and nurse practitioners and pas we've become more regulated on giving antibiotics for a simple cold where before it wasn't like that here's what i'm hearing excuse me okay. here's what i'm hearing i'm hearing you can be too sterile too clean hand sanitized and, and that see that's why i wash my hands before i touch my dick when i go to the bathroom because i don't want to transfer any germs to my dick to anybody Anything, that, anybody yeah. that may actually you know touch it Sure. Without being too vulgar, because again, my girl listens to this. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you know what I mean? Because so, yeah. my hands touch shit all day, and I don't want to get that on my balls. I take a I take a shower every day, and then I'm clean. Sure. And then you know, so you touch your balls, and now your balls has got that, and it's hot and sweaty down there. You yeah, know, the kids and, who eat dirt are always the healthiest. I'm and, and, and they fester, <laughs> right? And so that's what I'm saying. So these people that use you know the hand sanitizer before they touch everything, or the cloths at the grocery mm-hmm. store, you need a certain amount of germs mm-hmm. for your body. That's true, yeah. right? It's true. They actually found that. Um, those hand sanitizers and all that stuff kind of increase the risk of some bacteria not being responsive to alcohol and things like that. So Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it, so, um, and I, I think I've shared this once before, but one of the, at least what I was, I've read and been told is that one of the most germ-infested things in our house is our remote control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so now imagine you're watching TV and then you go and get up and go take a leak, Okay. And then, second of all, um, I I read that there's only two diseases that have ever been completely eradicated, and that is uh, smallpox and rinderpest, which is also known as bovine measles. So, as far as everything else goes, we got a long way. So, you can't catch smallpox in this time of day? No, we don't even... I haven't ever been vaccinated for smallpox. Yeah, it's gone. That's because you weren't raised in the 1800s, nor were you Native American, (laughs) all right? (laughs) 
because they did him dirty, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right? Yeah, so, <laughs> they did get syphilis to the blacks, too. Yeah, 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 that? we'll, we'll get to that, too. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, so, so there you go. Unless you're looking to get one of those two things, you still got to get vaccinations. You need all that shit, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and then these stupid hand sanitizers that just go and go and go. So are you a fan of them? No, not really. I'd rather just wash your hands with hands with soap and water. Seems uh-huh. easier. It's honestly. friction, really. It's not necessarily the application of a antibacterial. It's the actual friction. If you just put soap on your hands and wash it off, you don't do anything. But if you wash your hands and actually take a few minutes to <coughs> cause friction, that's going to kill the bacteria. Okay, so Doc, Doc's rubbing his hands together as he's yeah, saying yeah, that. Exactly. He's all up his arm to his elbow <laughs> and shit. Yeah. Dude, I, what are you doing here? So I got a question about yes. that. Um, <clears throat> I've seen people, and it and it drives me insane. They'll walk into a restaurant. They go to the bathroom, right? And they put soap on the, their hands are dry. They put soap on them, rub them, and then wash that off. Does that do anything? Because in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, well, when I wash my clothes, I, I put the soap on. I get the clothes wet, and then it kind of mushes together with it. So I'm, I think of it in terms of clothing, right? So if my hands are dry, I'm just. It doesn't seem like it's doing anything. It it, it seems wrong. Yeah, I think they're doing it backwards. Okay. Chance wet first, then use some soap and use like say friction, and then wash it off. Always wet then friction. Always that, wet and then friction. That makes Anything I've ever sense. done, I've always gone wet then friction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just go with friction, and it doesn't friction. work right. It doesn't work it just, right. <laughs> yeah, it just causes a burn. Right, right. <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> All right, here you are. You're a doc. You guys have the what is it? Hippocratic oath, right? The doctors mm-hmm. do. Nurses follow a different rule. We follow the Florence Nightingale rule. Florence Nightingale kind of law. Talk to me about that. She was a she was a nurse from back in the Crimea War that was kind of basically the foundation for nurses. Talk to me about that. And she um, <laughs> kept statistics and did actually she's like the first person that was known as a nurse. And so she's the first nurse ever to walk the planet. Yeah, yeah. And so or, or to be called a nurse. Be called a nurse or to be notified noticed as a nurse or whatever. And so okay, excuse me, excuse me, excuse, her rule. excuse me. Right, we'll get back to her rule. Uh-huh. But see, here's how my mind thinks. If she's the first person to ever be called a nurse, who the hell came up with the word nurse? I don't know. I mean, that, um, remember they had nursemaids back in the old days. You had your wet nurses and things like that. So I back to the that, friction. So did you have a friction nurse too? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Florence Nightingale. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah. So Florence Nightingale, she kind of established nursing, and she has her what state, kinda, what city, what country? She was actually from um, England, if I remember right. Okay. And so she just she kind of established the rules for being a nurse, how to take care of patients, how to care about them, and so. With us, we follow, yeah, we do follow a medical pro, um, standard, but the Hippocratic Oath applies to mostly physicians. Hippocratic Oath basically says you won't do any harm to patients. Well, as a nurse, we're not going to harm our patients either. We're actually going to care for them, but we care for them in a holistic approach versus just coming in and addressing the disease. We actually look at whether you're, maybe you're just struggling with life. Maybe you're stressed out because you believe one thing in your family believes another thing. Don't not always in healthcare do we need to prescribe medications. Oh. Diseases don't always require drugs. And so I've had patients apologize to me before because we spent time just talking and they've left and without any medications, they're like, I'm sorry, I, I sh- you should have prescribed me some. I'm like, for what? We just spoke. We just talked about finances, spiritual, economical, family. There's so many things that apply to healthcare that we don't just focus on the disease itself. We focus on the whole person. It's called so, the holistic so, approach. So you can you can <coughs> you can take in all aspects of somebody's life and help them to get better. Versus like a doctor is like, okay, here, take this. Mm-hmm. 
we've wrapped your arm in a cast. Take this ibuprofen to make it feel better. Get out of here. Yeah, that, something simple like that is a fracture, obviously. You need to cast it and, and do your best. But say, for instance, you'll have people that come in are depressed. They have anxiety. They have maybe drug abuse or alcohol abuse issues. And you can watch talk a, to them. Watch what? your fucking mouth, man. Don't, don't you dog alcohol. <laughs> Can't abuse no, this it's shit. okay to have alcohol. It's just he, when you have an issue with it. He, he looked you right in the eye when he said That's that. That's a relative statement, though. <laughs> So you just you need to address the issue versus just kind of pushing over it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People come in depressed. They don't come in always depressed because they're just depressed. They want to come in. Sometimes they come in to talk, and by the time they leave, they realize that you do care about them mm-hmm. genuinely. And that, I think, affects healthcare more than anything. If you can actually sit down with someone and talk to them and show you care about them, that genuinely affects healthcare. People I, think that's good. I'm glad you said that because off mic we were talking about the fact that you lose sleep over some of your patients. I do. You you lose sleep over results. Mm-hmm. You, you you're stressed out about shit. Mm-hmm. I ask you about your hair being a little gray, and you're like, it's fucking stress, asshole. Um, <laughs> Thanks you, a lot. Yeah, buddy. right, right. Thanks for bringing it up. You know. Yeah. So you actually care. Is that prevalent throughout the profession for you? I think so. I think generally speaking, it's hard. Doctors are more. Um, they're more set back. They seem like they're more structured. Where, and I and I believe like they all do care about their patients. It's just I think for me, I, if you're willing to come spend even 10, 20 minutes with me or five minutes or whatever, I don't care how long we're together. I'm vested in you becoming successful and doing what we need to do to get you feeling better. However it takes, whatever it takes. And, and go so, and going back to Florence Nightingale. Now, now <clears throat> I could be wrong, uh, but I remember studying, uh, learning about her and. And maybe I have somebody else in mind, but didn't she, and that's kind of the epitome of what she was, right? Like, that's why she became, like, the first nurse is because mm-hmm. she was at a, I don't know if it was a women's facility or a homeless facility or or something, and, and that's what she did. Mm-hmm. She took each person as the individual mm-hmm. and cared for them and, and grew them that way so that they could get better. And then, so that's where that came from. Yeah, and that's where healthcare needs to be. It need, like, I don't practice healthcare nine to five, Monday through Friday. I mean... I just called the patient yesterday and talked to him about some, <clears throat> excuse me, some things that were going on. I think they were surprised to hear from me at Saturday at six o'clock p.m. So, sure. I don't believe in healthcare is just Monday through Friday. I think healthcare is twenty-four hours a day. Now, yes, of course we need sleep and we need to. There are certain things that we have to do for regulations for healthcare and insurances mm-hmm. and billing and law and this. But overall, I think to even to touch somebody like on a Friday night, call them and say, "Hey, how are you doing? I know I saw you a couple of days ago, but I wanted to follow up with you." They take that so personally, and Absolutely. they think it's great. Yeah. And I love it. I love being able to help people. And, and when they come in and tell me they're, they're doing better because we did something or whatever, and that, that's better than a paycheck at times. Which, so here's a guy. When you were playing doctor as a kid, you were really playing doctor. Uh-huh. You know, people are like, did <laughs> yeah. you play doctor with Susie? He's like, yeah, yeah I did. Um, she's got an arrhythmic heartbeat. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I tried to grab her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I know why I was playing doctor, and so, that's not the reason. <laughs> so do you come from a family of, of doctors or, or nurse practitioners no, in the I medical up, field? I grew up in a very poor area up in Ogden, so... I'm the only one that went to college, so I probably most of my friends are in jail and prison. So. You an uppity motherfucker, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Hear about Ryan? That motherfucker can read. What? what? <laughs> he thinks he's better than everybody. <laughs> you know, I, probably more like my my neighborhood was more like Tyler Perry, Medea. That's how we grew oh, up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you said this came in around. Uh, high school. Yeah. So when you were a little kid, junior high, elementary, mm-hmm. what did you want to be? 
same thing, like people, firefighters, police officers. Race car driver. Race car driver. I wanted to be a race car driver. Motorcycle <laughs> racers, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. But I wanted to be a pilot. I yeah. thought that's yeah. where it was at. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I still... Uh, anyway. Well, you have to be able to see, so that That's shut true. you down the yeah, moment I'm you got glasses in fourth grade. Yeah. And they all, they Your dad also, looked at you and said, no more. They yeah. serve drinks to the guests, not the pilots. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and, and so you're the only one in your family to go to college. Yes, uh-huh. And that tells me that this, it's an innate thing, and and that that goes back to the caring that you speak about mm. and in terms of your patience and so forth. Now, and seeing people, do friends go to you? Yeah. Is that weird? Like, I mean, you know, I don't know what type of friends you got, right? But mm. if you got somebody that comes in that may be married and may have herpes, mm. is, that, is that a hard situation for you? <laughs> I guess what, what he's asking is, that, do you ever have a friend that comes in and whips his penis out and is like, look at this, tell me what's going on? There's milk coming out of my dick. <laughs> is that normal? But, is that normal? <laughs> but three days ago, you guys were sitting around watching the bears having a good time. Eating out the same bag of Doritos. And, you know, and, and, and to me, it, it's, it's a, there's a fine line between um, professional and personal. And so if they come see me on a professional basis, that's what it stays. I tell people that you come in to see me, that's where it stays. I really don't care about anything else. Mm, and then mm-hmm. on the outside, we are friends still. And I don't really care about that either. So... Whatever they have you going on. You just know which bag of chips not to stick your hand in. Exactly. It's <laughs> perfect. I don't share drinks at the parties. <laughs> you never do that, right? No. I, I had a doctor. I had a doctor. I don't know if I've told this on the show before, but he would check me for hernias because I had a hernia surgery. I got a little scar by my belly button. He would check me for hernias. How do you check for hernias? Well, it depends on which hernia we're looking for. Okay. What's about what's the hernia where you grab your the balls? Oh, that's an uh, inguinal Ringle ring yeah. hernia. That's you know, the one he would check for. And I got to tell you something, all right? <laughs> this motherfucker would have me drop my shit, and he'd sit on the little swivel stool you guys got, and he'd be as close as I am to this mic to my fucking dick talking to me, and I get that little puff of air on my fucking dick. And he's barehanded. <laughs> oh, man. Barehanded on my fucking balls, talking about people, places, pets, popsicles. <laughs> Pumpkins, all those p words going on my phone, and I'd sit there and I think about maggots and dead puppies and, and, and fucking just, very cold. Just, just yeah, just because I was like, if my shit moves and this much, you know, because then I got to question myself, right? Because I'm you know yeah, I'm that macho yeah, macho man, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I look at that like he 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 thought highly of me to take his bare hands that he's gonna eat you know yeah. French fries with later and touch my balls you know I yeah I just he's never not understood even gonna that. wash them or anything he's <laughs> just <laughs> gonna take them from there to the French right? fries but I would put it back I'm I'm old enough I don't know how old you are but I'm old enough to remember when dentists didn't wear gloves yep. they mm. just put you you remember that they just just yeah. put their fucking nasty ass wiping hands in your mm. mouth yeah you know what I mean and do their thing so mm. I would say okay that's the thing but why did he have to hold his fucking face so close to my dick. I don't know, but good thing you was talking about other things than talking about your dick. I guess, right? <laughs> What's that's this milk? A, that's such a nice <laughs> dick. <laughs> it's nice and furry. Oh. You know, personal hygiene is great. <laughs> Does it always do that? <laughs> it's like hook to the left. As a society, all right, so we got a lot of people, and we've talked on the show before about just being too many people mm-hmm. in, in the world. Um I, I say we need a plague, but medicine is so good now. We keep people mm-hmm. alive for so long. Even if they can't walk, we put them in a rascal. We give them medication. We give them this, that, and the other, if they can afford it. 
what is the biggest threat to America now? Is is it because I, I feel like I mean not necessarily here where we live, but in cities in close quarters. You know, let's let's look at Flint. What's going to happen there with the water and the people? What's going to come of that? Can, can you see what I'm saying? Can I give you an interesting stat just before you answer that yeah, question? Please. Is that a hundred years ago the average life expectancy for men was 48 years old, 48.4. For women it was 51.8. Now it's uh, 75.9 for men and 80.9 for women. Why do women always live longer? Anyhow. Because they yeah. go to the bathroom together and talk about things. We just internalize it. Yeah. <laughs> and crush it down with a good steak, huh? <laughs> yeah. We just crush it down with a good steak and we're good. And some chips. So what's the biggest threat <laughs> to, to health now? You know, I think right now, I mean, reading in the articles and the journals and stuff, they're talking about diabetes and heart disease and cancers, obviously. And I think right now we're starting to see the baby boomers starting to age out. I mean, that's mm -hmm. one of the biggest things is that I think that was one of the largest populations of people born was during just right after World War II. And so unfortunately, we're going to start seeing them taper off. But I still think that probably our biggest thing is, yeah, health, health, lifestyles, choices in how you mm -hmm. choose to live and things like that and way you conduct yourself and your health, the way you promote it. What's the worst thing you can do for your health? Is it drinking, smoking? Is it, is it diet? Sugar. Yeah, I think... Sugar is one of your big things, but smoking's bad too. I mean, alcohol's fine in. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We don't work that way in this show. He said sugar, <laughs> I said smoking. Who wins? Both. Okay. Tie? Yeah, yeah. Tie? What, what the fuck is this? Soccer? Everybody gets a trophy. I, I, okay. I, <laughs> that's that, 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 that is how we roll. I dare, I dare you to ask somebody to cut sugar out of their. Okay, you ask somebody to cut cigarettes out of their diet, and a lot of people, at least the people we associate with. The most of them don't smoke. You ask someone to cut sugar out of their diet for, I don't know, what, 30 days? Watch them have a come apart. Yeah. Mm. What, is, what is so terrible. bad about sugar? Well, I mean, natural sugar is fine. Like your brown sugars, your unrefined sugars are fine. We like brown sugar, don't yeah, we? My, my, girl, my girl loves brown sugar. She's healthy as a motherfucker, ain't she? But, you know, your refined sugars are, are poor. They're, they're just basically stripped down taste modifications you know they just make your food taste good but they're not necessarily good for you like with uh white salt i mean white salt is stripped down it's not good for you where you get the iodized or the sea salt which is much better for you which you know sea what salt else? does make a difference because i buy that mm -hmm. shit i, I like do too that. and you know what else i found out is you've read that damn label on your iodized salt and the, the other shit it has sucralose in it mm -hmm. why do we have sugar in our salt mm -hmm. no shit there you go I just blew your mind. Yeah, you did. You just mm -hmm. fucked me up because that's the opposite ends of the tongue. It is, yeah. And 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 with that, I'm going to let everyone chew on that for a second. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. So with that sugar salt, I mean, is it salt or is it sugar that promotes diabetes? Well, it's not necessarily sugar or salt. It's basically you're eating more calories than your body can handle in a sense. I mean, it's like... So sugar obviously is calories, right? Uh -huh. And so the more you eat and the more requirements your body has, the less insulin your body can produce to keep up with it. So salt, not necessarily. That was an old misnomer about blood pressure too. It's like you had to watch your salt and this, that, mm -hmm. and the other. But we've kind of made sure that if you're eating a certain diet, you don't have to worry about it so much. Mm -hmm. But mostly sugar, I mean, you figure sugar is incorporated in everything. So, I mean, if you're eating a donut, that's sugar, right? It does have salt too. So, but... So for me, I think it's more just the way people eat and the calories that they consume. I mean, you think about back in the 60s, uh, a regular hamburger at McDonald's was the regular size and a small fry, but now it's like the Big Macs and Super Size right. and blah, yeah. all that stuff. So we've changed the way we eat too as well. Most people 
eat more out than they do eat in. I mean, the, the <laughs> you know. The, I'm sorry. I'm 12 in my head. I, this thing's wrong with me. There's so much wrong. The refrigerator was bigger and the icebox was smaller back in the 60s. And now it's both the same size or bigger on the freezer. Side. Plates are bigger too, right? They are. I saw, yeah. I saw the same. See, here's how my mind works, right? So you got, I'm a big conspiracy theorist. Huge. And I remember being in junior high. And I remember 12-year-old girls looking like 12-year-old girls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now y- y- you see things that a 12-year-old girl or boy, some of these motherfuckers, dudes got beards and shit. Mm-hmm. I believe it's the hormones in the food. I-, I tend to agree with that. I think that they've proven that in some aspects, that there's hormones and that we don't necessarily need. And some of the girls are going into puberty sooner than they should. And yeah. They, yeah. they relate that to milk Seven, hormones eight. and food hormones and things like that. So, yeah, I think I agree with that. But yeah. it's just in America because I talk to people that go f- to other countries and they say, you know, you know, when you go to another country, the McDonald's doesn't taste like it does here. The no, food, everybody shops true. for the day. That's they go true. shopping for their food. It, 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 money's the answer. I'll, t- I'll tell money's, you what. When I was in driver. Mexico. Money's the driver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I was in Mexico, uh, McDonald's was not McDonald's. It, 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 at least from what he, here, it tastes great. Mm-hmm. I love McDonald's. Um, can't afford to go there very often because every time I do, it's like 87 Happy Meals. That's a lot of money. But <laughs> somebody gets lost in the bouncy balls, <laughs> that's right? right? But in Mexico, the food was not the same. I could, and I went there uh, a couple of times because it was terrible. I'd rather go eat the at the, the taco cart because it was delicious. The McDonald's, no, forget it, man. I don't want that. There's that picture of that, not Happy Meal, the Big Mac and the fries that were put in a closet. For like five years, you guys seen this? Yeah. I'm sure you've seen yeah, it, Doc. Yeah, yeah. Right. When it doesn't and, age. And you open it, and it doesn't age. The bread doesn't mold. The tomato doesn't wilt. The fries still look the same. That's yeah. scary, man. It, 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 the food we eat is it, just, just horrible. Look at Twinkies. That's been everybody's driver, right? Everybody jokes about Twinkies lasting till the end of the earth or something because they'll stay fresh. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's true or not, but it probably is. So from your standpoint, if I can't pronounce it, because this is what I've heard when I was on my health care, mm-hmm. right? When I was on my health care, you know, if you can't pronounce it, don't eat it. True. And, that, and that's a good rule of thumb. I think so. But I think, you know, nowadays, most everything is like, say, unless you're buying it and you're fixing it yourself, things that are prepared already are, you know, they're having things in there that you can't read, the homogenize this and HTML this. Mm-hmm. And, so, yeah, I mean, so you're better off preparing it from scratch. I remember being a kid, and again, I, I'm going to get shit close to my age because yeah. you shook your head on a couple things I yeah. said. <laughs> I remember going to the store and looking for tomatoes and them being out of season. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any fucking tomatoes because right. they were out of season. You remember that too, mm-hmm. Wood? Yeah. You know, yeah. but now everything is always in season. You can always yeah. get tomatoes. You can always get apples, cherries, all that shit. Is that genetically altered food as yeah, well? Yes, that GMO, genetically modified foods and things like that. Yeah, those are. But if you if you look at them, and and the three of us, I'm fully aware uh, that we've had a, a fresh tomato. You cut that open, it looks. I grow them. You know, I grow yeah. a garden. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It looks totally different than this stuff we're buying in December in the grocery yeah. store. It's not the same thing, and I can only surmise that what's how it's produced and how it's it's not natural. It's not. It's not. Like you grow in your garden, mm-hmm. you know. I it's, I've got to imagine that something there is throwing it off because I look at society for hell's sakes. 
I've been going to physical therapy, and now that I got you sitting here, we're going to talk about this. <laughs> I've been going to physical therapy with a bunch of fucking geriatrics, and they must look at me and think I'm a geriatric too, but I don't look like them, and I don't smell like a pack of cigarettes, so of course I'm better than them. We got to be on a hierarchy, right? <laughs> this motherfucker, I've been going on for what? What About how long? Five weeks? Four yeah, weeks? Yeah, nine so, weeks? I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I would say seven-ish. He's, like, he's like, how's the elbow, Keith? I said the same as it was the day I walked in the door. Doc. <laughs> he goes, really? He goes, we're going to try something different. He goes, okay. we're going to dry needle. And dry needle to me sounded like a porn move. I was like, yo, <laughs> we're going to do what? I mean, it just, it just didn't sound good. You know, I, I saw pain. No spit? You, no, right. I, you, you know what I mean? I saw a little pain. I saw some bleeding. You know what I mean? I saw some anal leakage. I was like, yeah, we're not doing it. He goes, no, no, you're going to like it. I said, dude, you don't know me. You don't know what I like, right? Anyhow. All right, so he tells me, look, uh, he said, you have an aversion to needles? I, I don't mind needles, but I don't like to see them go in me. Yeah. Okay, All right, so okay. he dry needles me, which I still don't know what it is because I wasn't watching. It was amazing. It, it, it was one of the best things ever. What the hell is dry needling? Basically, when you, you're basically taking a needle and you're sticking it into that muscle and you're breaking up the muscle fibers from firing. That's all it is. You're just kind of trying to short circuit that nerve. Makes sense, too. Mm -hmm. It does. A lot of physical therapists do it. That, uh, so when you say short circuit that nerve, are you damaging anything? No, you're just kind of breaking it up so it'll stop firing and causing the muscle spasms and stuff. So it's kind of like, I don't know how to explain it, just kind of like doing trigger point injections that we do. It's the same thing, but they're just not doing any medications, and they're going in and breaking up that nerve from and breaking up the muscle spasm that goes along with it. So. How long does it last? Because it felt good right after he did it, and about two days later, it felt I, I went I regressed. I think it all depends on the person. You know, you do it several times, and usually we can get it to go away. Oh, so keep having the dry needling mm -hmm. yeah, gun. Yeah, and they do that according to, like, certain guidelines that they follow. But, you know, and it depends on what you do activity-wise. I mean, if you're really active and... You know, it may come back sooner than, say, if somebody who doesn't do anything after that. What are your thoughts on Eastern medicine? I love Eastern medicine. I see. I, I'm glad you said that because I got that earlier when you were talking about sometimes people just want to talk. Mm -hmm. what, so when you hear things like, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, fucking milk thistle. I talked to you about milk thistle. Yeah. That, that shit works. Milk thistle works very well for helping your liver process the gunk in it and clean it. Gunk yeah. such as what? It touches <laughs> alcohol and food and all those other things. But... You know, I mean, it, milk thistle, we use magnesium for sleeping. Acupuncture and acupressure work extremely well for migraines and, you know, those kinds of things. I think it works great. I love the combination of both, I think, work well. One versus the other, I think you can have your problems. But I think if you use them both together, and I think it's great. I love it. That's atypical, right? Yeah. When, you, when you talk to your colleagues and so forth. I'm sure they're going to be Western medicine. I yeah, suppose. a lot of them are Western medicine. They'd like to, you know, probably promote medications, but... I like to see people do well on their own. I think if you can heal yourself with your mind and do things like that, you get a better outcome. Well, because you motherfuckers, and you'd be one of those motherfuckers, you guys get, <laughs> and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you guys get kickbacks, maybe, all right, so maybe not you directly, maybe you know people yeah. that may get shit to, to direct people to medication, um, ask for this one, ask for, uh, I don't know, what that, what's that shit Ray Liotta's on? What is... Oh, I, I, yeah, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's just one in general. Don't sue me, Syntex. I just picked Ray Liotta because <laughs> that's what came to mind because you put the commercial on 1,600 times during a football game, so that's it's fresh true. in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Your advertisement's working. Don't sue us. But you got reps that come in for those things and they give you this, mm -hmm. that, and the third. They you know. to. But they can't anymore. They, they uh, well, it was even before I became a nurse practitioner, 10, 12, 15 years ago, something like that, they or they used to live us, what do you call it, like jazz tickets and clocks and pens and things. 
and not able to do that anymore. <laughs> if a motherfucker brought me a clock, I'd say you're at the back of the line, asshole. No, like, See, I'm, I'm taking my clock and leaving. I said, no, I'm keeping a fucking clock. You're still going to the back of the line. I'm fucking walking here with a clock for idiot. <laughs> when, Vi- when Viagra came out, they had the wood pen, man. Everybody wanted one of those. They're collector items now. You, do you know that's his street name, Woodpin? He said there's a lot of ink in it. You just got to rub it really hard. Yeah. Twist it up, twist it down. It's, it's multicolored. Well, it's well used. It's been traveled. I would like to talk about some people we lost last week. Um, we lost Mean Gene Okerlund. Mm-hmm. Right, is everybody on the same page with me in this room? Mm-hmm. He talked to guys like Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Yeah. He talked to uh, Macho yeah. Man Randy Savage. Ultimate Hulk Warrior, Hulk Hogan, yeah. Andre the Giant. All right. Oh yeah. All right, all right. L- let's get an even deeper for you guys. We lost our captain from Captain and Tennille. Oh yeah. Man. Yes, I saw I that. Love will oh, keep yeah. us together. Yeah. All right. That yeah. was my shit. I remember going to Holton's Pond in Boston and that being on the yeah. radio. And we also lost. I know him as Super Dave Osborne. Yeah. Remember HBO yeah. early days. Yep. All right. Yep. And he became Larry David's boy on yep. uh, Curvy Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. All oh, in the yeah. same fucking week, mm. man. Yeah, that's crazy. I. Heard a long time ago that if people live long enough, everybody gets cancer. Is that true? Prostate cancer, they say if everybody lives long enough. But as far as like regular cancer, eh, I don't know if it's been proven or not. Women don't have prostates. No, thank goodness. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> they'd have to have a penis. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be like too long foo. <laughs> See, that seems pretty straightforward. <laughs> You'd get your heart broke every other visit, wouldn't That's you? Right. <laughs> I remember one time, all right, I I tell a lot of stories on this podcast. Again, whatever, whatever. (laughs) There was this time, I was like 20-something years old, and I was peeing all the fucking time. I always felt like I had to pee. Mm -hmm. I I don't know what it was. I don't know if I was extra sensitive. I just felt like I had to pee. And so I go to the doctor, and he's like, we're going to check your prostate and see if something's wrong with it. Now, is this Mm -hmm. adding up to you right now? If I come Mm -hmm. to you and say, I got to pee all the time, you're going to check my prostate eventually. Yeah, eventually. I I, I just want to make sure he wasn't a fucking freak. (laughs) And and I was going to me too this motherfucker. So he's like, all right, we're going to check your prostate. I was like, cool. So I'm sitting in the chair, and I, you know, put my arms out, right? You know, I'm 26 years old. Like, you know, he's going to take my blood or something. <laughs> so he's like, put a gown on, which I got a problem with those gowns, right? He's going to put a gown on. You didn't know where your prostate was? I'm 26. What the fuck do I know about a prostate? I, I knew what that I, was I, when I was like 13 yeah, years old. Us. Because <laughs> if, if, if a doctor ever said to me, we're going to check your prostate, I'm going to panic. How'd you know about a prostate at 13 years they old? They have health class. Did you not? Well, okay. I forget <sighs> my audience. No, 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 no. I, I, I went to health <laughs> class and I paid attention, but I, I perked up when he talked about the women's anatomy. Remember the little drawing of yeah, the women's? Yeah. And this is the Levier major and this Levier yeah. minor. I was like, okay, I it's got like, it. I got I'm, it. I'm it's other shit. Whatever. But anyhow, he said, we're going to check your prostate. I hold my arms out. He's like, what are you doing? Um, put the gown on and I'm going to leave the room. So I put the gown on and leave the room and I sit back in the same fucking chair. He comes in and I put my arms out again. He's like, get up on the thing. I'm like, okay. He's like, lay on your side. And he does the jelly finger thing, what he does. I'm like, um, dude, what the fuck, man? He's like, you know, you know, describe what's gonna happen to me, right? And also, now walk me through it. Buddy. I, had a, I had another friend that had a finger stuck up his ass. He told me the story, and he said when he had his finger stuck up his ass, he came on the table. Can that happen? Uh, I, I, I believe, but did he pay extra for that? I'm just <laughs> I, I, I had a friend tell me the same thing. That he came on the table. Yes. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I, I had a friend tell me I'm that. Sure he was dead serious. But anyway, he stuck his finger up my ass. I remember when he, when he pulled the fucking finger out. He goes. 
like that and i go <laughs> i go what made you want to be a doctor he goes you know not that and he wasn't saying i oh, like ah that was good he was saying i oh, like i'm done yeah. like uh, like thank uh, god yeah. my fingers out this guy's ass you know what i mean <laughs> and i'm like 26 years old man and and, and then they, you know they treat you like a fucking whore when they do yeah, that they do they give you the fucking the, 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 the kleenex paper right right yeah, yeah you know what the fuck i'm talking about yeah. they, and they go wipe up yeah like, yeah. like, wipe up, bitch, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. But the, you know worst, <laughs> the, the worst part about it is you're paying for it. You asked for he it. He gives me the tissues and wipe. He doesn't even leave the room. He just turns my head and I'm damn near in tears, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just and hope it all, d- all day long, it just felt weird back there. You know Squishy. what I mean? Squishy. Squishy. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, all, I, all I hoped is when I wiped it, wiped clean. <laughs> You know? I just want a one wipe. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to keep wiping. I need six or seven. Don't look at me. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. my experience with that, man. Yeah. So so back the dudes that came on the table. I mean, when they hit that, is that just a sensation for depending upon a person or um, what is the word I'm looking at? Anatomically, can that really happen? Anatomically, it could happen. I mean, why do you think they have those weird sex toys that you do prostate stimulation with? You know, do tell. They're, I've seen them. <laughs> I, I thought they were called drumsticks, but I mean, whatever. Teach them. That's, that's why you got those ass balls. <laughs> my, my college roommate dated a nurse, uh-huh. and she worked in the emergency room. And she would tell us stories. And she said one night a trucker came in with a flashlight stuck up his ass. You're nodding your head. Yeah, I've seen that. And he goes, <laughs> they go, how'd this flashlight get up your ass? He goes, I sat on it. And she goes, with your pants off? And he goes, just get it out. <laughs> well, I don't want to tell the story. I just want it out of my How body. How far does the flashlight need to go up your ass before it's too late to get it out? How's that? About three inches. That's goes, it. Yeah. Point of no return is three Point inches. Point of no return. We've seen people that have used bottles and then it sucks their colon inside the bottle. So they wind up losing their part of their colon. Too. That's surgery, huh? Uh-huh. Damn. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Well, but it's rough. But okay, oh, so no, 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 stop. Are these mason jars? No, like <laughs> Bud Light bottles. The colon sucks in there, so that's gotta yeah. that's gotta hurt bad. Yeah, it does, yeah. So you gotta have something one with a with a hole at either end of it, so just the air passes through and doesn't cause that suction. Is what, what are you I'm teaching hearing? people how to shove shit up their ass? <laughs> that's way too much thought. <laughs> uh, secondly, um, like when I gotta take a shit. I've got something in there, push, it comes out. Okay. If I've shoved something at my ass, and let's say it's not a bottle, so it doesn't have a hole at one end to, to cause that suction, why can't I just shit it out? Why does it get That's why a good point. Stay? That's yeah. a good point. Because once it's back that, past that rectal sphincter, the muscles close down. So there's actually a muscle this far, and then it goes up into the colon. So sure, it just but, closes. But my shit is. Because you have peristalsis that. that does this. You have what? Um, uh, your bowels move. Uh-huh. So he, he's but doing when you put like a bottle up, it doesn't. Squeezy hands, like if you were trying milk to... Milk and sque- a cow. Yeah, milk and a cow. Yeah. And he's showing us that. So <laughs> Where it, like it, a bottle goes up and it doesn't want to come back out. <laughs> you can look that stuff up on YouTube. People, so... <laughs> <laughs> and I will after the show. People... <laughs> You, you you talk about medicine. You talk about your uh, your research, your training, and all that. And as you spoke of earlier, the government has uh, used people as test subjects for certain things, whether it be LSD, whether it be uh, Tuskegee. Oh, the Tuskegee uh, Airmen, uh, yeah. Airmen, mm-hmm. and, and giving them syphilis and mm-hmm. telling them that they're treating. Or did they have syphilis? I think they gave them syphilis. I think they gave them syphilis and then treated them. And, and, and then allegedly treated them, but they wanted to see the uh, effects on it. Mm-hmm. 
how much of medicine is, uh, even if you go back to slaves, and mm-hmm. there's a famous uh, gynecologist back in the 1800s that used slaves and, and used their genitalia for gynecological. Gynecological. No, gynecological. <laughs> Experiments. Doc, get a smart in the room. You, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Experiments. Um, how much of medicine is based on things of that nature? Could these things have been done? Like, you look at Da Vinci. Da Vinci, he dug up bodies and he paid for bodies to learn how to sculpture and get the veins mm-hmm. and the way the body's made. How much of that could have been done without that? Would medicine be to where it was today? That Because I see that as horrible. I see that, you know, it's just inhumane. But they say that medicine advanced because of these things. I would agree. It's hard to, it's hard to test a subject dead versus live. I think mm-hmm. that's a different different whole different thing. Anyway. Yeah, I mean it was deplorable the way we advanced deplorable. medicine obviously. Absolutely. I mean, you think about um like the Jews in the concentration camp, there's a disease called Wagner's granulomatosis polyangina, which is Dr. Wagner in discovered it in the Jews, then he was cutting them open and looking at them. So there's, yeah, or you look at Da Vinci, Ben Franklin, he had had involvement supposedly and stuff like that too. And and yeah, I mean, obviously medicine advanced from people doing deplorable things. Horrible things. I mean, that's why they passed the law at one time that you couldn't do experiments on people incarcerated because they would take these people that are incarcerated in prison and they would do experiments on them, lobotomies and things like that. I mean, that was back, obviously. I, I also, I, so I get, we mentioned YouTube a minute ago. I, I also watched that they would get, I think it was in Germany, they would get prisoners to go and crash cars into trees and shit. <laughs> 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 it, it, it's, it's terrible as it is, kind of funny. <laughs> that so is. that's 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 one thing. Oh, yeah. You, you got to have test subjects. Yeah, I mean, that's the unfortunate part of medicine is it's advanced with, some inhumane treatment of people as well, which is unfortunate. But so you got somebody like um, what's that lady's name? Uh, out the fifties, forties, uh, Henrietta's Lacks. Henry, Henrietta Lacks. They took mm-hmm. her cancer cells or something with her, w- without her knowledge, and they're still using them today to treat cancer. Yeah, that stuff is terrible. I mean, you think about it. I mean, there's a lot of things that they did back then, and it's unfortunate for this woman that she's led to treatments and never her family or anyone hasn't finan- hasn't financially benefited from it and she's changing the game still today she with is, cancer yeah. mm-hmm. and nobody even knows that that's her unless you watch like some articles or read newspapers i think oprah did a show <laughs> on it I, I mean she was a black lady yeah. oh yeah. i think oprah Oprah's did a sh- <laughs> <laughs> you don't get a car <laughs> All right, so what do you think about, for you, what do you think about AIDS? And here's my thought. Again, conspiracy theorists. I think AIDS is man-made. Just like I think crack is man-made. Just like I I know LSD is man-made because that's been well delineated. Mm-hmm. Do you think AIDS is man-made? I would say no because you have to remember where it came from. Originally, it was like in Africa, right? I mean, that's where we kind of... That's what they tell us. Yeah, but I don't think that... I mean, I think if you go to that... Moment you could say cancer is man-made or herpes are man-made or HP, anything could be man-made I think but I think that it exists and I think Unfortunately, I think that it's it's a awful disease, but we've been able to come a long ways To treating people actually we can treat them now preventatively like with Truvada Which is a really good medication to prevent people from even getting AIDS. It's a preventative med now people so, or Magic Johnson Well, Magic Johnson had <laughs> probably access to other things. We didn't you okay. know mm-hmm. I mean, 
How, but how come, and, and I know it's not so well documented, but how come like back in the 17, how come you didn't hear George Washington died of cancer or, you know, Geronimo died of AIDS? You know, how can, yeah. how can you don't hear that shit? Well, because they didn't live that long. <laughs> yeah, if you remember they the died from chiaria, you know. If you, if, you, if you remember the stat I threw out, they only lived to be like 47 years yeah. old. So, yeah, you, you know, you're killing out way before And maybe then. they did. They just didn't keep record of it. I mean, e- that's e- one of Eazy-E died at 30 and he had AIDS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so Eazy-E dies at 30. Magic Johnson, where's he at? He's still alive. He owns every damn thing. Everything in mm. L.A. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So what? 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 What's the deal? There? Is there a cure for AIDS? You think? I mean, based on Magic Johnson being the, the blueprint, do you really think? Because I think there's a cure for cancer. There's a cure for AIDS, and I'm a conspiracy theorist. I really do. I, I think there's, the money is in the treatment, not the cure. Right. There's no money in the cure. Yeah, I think if you look at the, look at say. The conspiracy side, I think there is a cure out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it might even be the fact that they just haven't found it yet. There are some cancers that they're treating and they're eradicating. And, or you're living five years and ten years without it now. But as far as those other, you know, I mean, I think there's something out there. I think maybe we just don't have the technology yet to discover everything that we can treat, too. I mean, that's from the, with AIDS, I think, you know, we have the FDA that regulates drugs over here. And, and so... There's things that they're using in Europe that we can't use here. Why? Because the FDA sits on it and says maybe they don't feel like it's safe enough. I'm not quite sure. I mean, there's drugs. There's so many regulations. There are. There's a lot of regulations here in the United States that we go through. And is it good? Maybe. Is it bad? Maybe. I mean, there are drugs that they've pulled off the market that have been detrimental to our health. And then there's some that we've waited and waited and waited and finally gotten approved. So I think it's like the six of one, half a dozen of another. There are good ones. And there's some that maybe they use in Europe and things like that that we don't use here, and maybe it could hurt somebody. We just don't, they don't keep research and statistics as well, I don't believe, over like in some other countries that we do here. So you can't follow all that like we do here. If, there's, if there's a cure for <coughs> cancer, specifically breast cancer, that's going to piss me off because I, I, I know a few people that are close to me that have had breast cancer, and it's come back. Even with mastectomies, that shit still comes back. So if they're just sitting on it because they want to make the money, and, and part of me, I'm not a huge conspiracy theorist like Keith is, although on this particular subject I am because I feel like there's... Men don't, don't men don't often suffer breast cancer, right? It's typically women. Not often, but yes, okay. typically it's women. It's women. So, but who's at the top of the food chain when it comes to that research? Men. men. So who's benefiting from the the treatments, the the medications, men. all of that shit? Men. So if we eradicate breast cancer, then what does that do to those guys? Yeah. They're out of money. Yeah, no boat, no yacht. Yeah. No third house, no hoochie over in Paris <laughs> that you right. put up. Yeah, yeah. So so I, I don't know, and and that's one of the extents of my conspiracy theories, but that that's, I feel like, exists. Well, there's an interesting show on, unfortunately, Netflix. It's called Dirty Money. Have you seen it? No. It's about one of the companies that makes a drug. I can't remember and how they take it from $800 a month to thirty five or 40000 a month. I mean, it's just a significant amount of money that... And they asked the person why, and he's like, because we're the only one that make it, basically. So we've got our... We can do whatever we want mm-hmm. with it. It's it's the fugitive all over again with Harrison Ford. It's that asshole that we talked about with the pharmacist when that dude raised the fucking drug prices 700% <laughs> yeah. when he bought the company. Yep. Yeah, I think that's the same one. It's yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. fucking bullshit. And back to the thing with the government, I have a hard time with them based on just what we talked about. The Henrietta Lacks, the, the Tuskegee shit, uh, the, the testing shit on slaves, on Jews. 
I, I think the government is going to hold stuff back because it's all about money. That, that, that's, a, that's what I think. Man. Well, I mean, you think about Viagra. I mean, it, got, it was one of the longest drugs in patent for 14 years, I think it was. And, you know, I remember Bob Dole hawking it. So, obviously, there's somebody that knew him. <laughs> yeah, <guess>. right, right. <laughs> but, I mean, I think the people I feel bad for is, like, the mentally ill people. Those are the ones that I feel like kind of fell through the cracks with medicine because there's nobody advocating for them. You know, men, kids moms, wives. We have advocates, but these people are mentally ill, don't know how to advocate for themselves. They're ill. Veterans. You know? Yeah, veteran, yeah. veterans. We've been under fucking war for damn near 20 years, and there's a lot of mental illness that's going to come from that. Right. And, and who's who's their champion? Nobody. That's the problem. And that's I think that's what bothers me about healthcare is that you know, only people who can talk or speak up for themselves get care. It's the ones that fall in the cracks that don't. And that's what bothers me. I mean, back in the 60s when we had other ways, we did have ways to treat people. We could house them and stuff, and, and then it was determined it was, I guess, barbaric or whatever. So they turned them out in society, and they were supposed to have case managers. That never got funded. And yeah. so those people I feel bad for because they wind up in jails and prisons mm-hmm. and, you know, dead, mm-hmm. you know, or homeless. and or well, victimized know, time victimized. and time again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's sad. I read an article today that said um, ecstasy, of all damn things, helps with PTSD. Well, no shit. It's going to help with PJ. But then what do you do? You just live your entire life on Manic. ecstasy? <laughs> that's not, I don't think that's a cure-all. What's your views on medical marijuana? I think I think medical marijuana has its place for medicine, not just for recreation. I, I think, like, if you see everybody walking around, I got a card, I got a card. That's not necessarily reflective. But people have, like, MS and people have epilepsy and... You know, I think we need an alternative because it does work and it has shown that it has worked. And so I want you to talk above my head a little bit and I'll pull you back down into my stratosphere. Okay. But I want to talk, excuse me, guys. I I want you to talk to me about how medical marijuana helps epilepsy, how it helps. What's the other one you said? Uh, Multiple sclerosis. Multiple sclerosis. How what what are are the, what the molecular structure. I, I want you to talk to me about how it helps that. And, and can I? And I, I, I want to add one more thing because I've also read this and heard that it has a negative effect on schizophrenia. Yes, actually, because it does, it can have some hallucinogenic purposes with schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe it. But like with epilepsy and people with MS, you're talking nerves, right? Neurological disorders. Mm-hmm. Well, we know that marijuana affects the THC and cannabinol. Those things affect those nerve responses. And so by treating kids with like cannabinol oils and CBD oils and even not necessarily marijuana itself, like smoking a dube, like we all <laughs> seen on Shaft or whatever, but you, know, but, but, you know, the cannabinols, the CBD oils work. We all have cannabinol receptor sites in our body. And those are the receptor sites that we worry that can really mm-hmm. respond well to those oils and things. And so people do well. It helps with some of the meds out that we use for people to control seizures probably has worse side effects than marijuana does or CBD oils. And MS, basically, we're just trying to help them be as comfortable as we can until their demise because we know that MS is a is a mm-hmm. life-ending disease. But That's the one Richard Pryor had, right? Yeah, okay. Richard Pryor, Annette Funicello, a lot of those. So, I mean, you know, it's unfortunate that that disease does exist, but why can't we make it more comfortable for people who do technically have those diseases and truly do have those diseases to live their life to the fullest they can until the end comes? Well, okay. we, we've given a lot of meds to help people feel comfortable, mm-hmm. right? And But yet we, I don't know. It seems to be, um, we've had a couple of doctors on now, uh, mm-hmm. this show, and it seems to be the consensus that when it comes to um, helping in the medical field, that doctors or 
medical professionals, because again, you you clarified you weren't, um, but people in the medical field are okay with it, as far as it is medically. Yeah, I think as long as it's used appropriately. Man, I mean, you can turn around and have the same problem like in Colorado. It's recreational. They still have a seedy underworld problem. You know, sure. I mean, it's still that. But as long as you're using it for medicinal purposes, I think it can benefit patients. Specifically, like even like cancer patients who have a hard time eating because they're so nauseated from the cancer medication. <laughs> we know dronabinol, which is actually like a derivative of, of uh, CBD or, excuse me, of marijuana, is a medication we use to stimulate hunger for people that have cancer. It's mm-hmm. dronabinol. It's a pill, and so it works really well for the GI tract. And so I think marijuana and all those other things work very well for them. What the fuck is up with the blue people in Kentucky? <laughs> <laughs> I saw this shit a couple months ago. Is that some bullshit? The blue people? And it said specifically... Of fucking Kentucky. Appalachian Mountains, all that fucking inbred bullshit. <laughs> Kentucky, you got a problem with me? Fuck you, all right? All right. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Yeah, uh, what happened? They're all cousins, first off. Is it inbred and shit? Yeah, no. first off. I mean, they're like the Flukert family or something. Who? But Flukert, FL, something, CKRT, something like that. But okay. they all have this. It's called, they were missing <laughs> the methylhemoglobinemia issue is what they had. And so... They, instead of us where we have hemoglobin makes our blood red, they okay. have this methylated hemoglobin that turns their blood blue. And so... Their blood's blue. See, what, I, I have heard... Let me stop you right there for a second. Yeah. I heard that blood is always blue until it hits the oxygen. That's bullshit. Uh, that's just because you, you remember see hearing the that when you were a kid? Yes, yeah, I, I heard that, that as a kid, too. Yeah, as a kid. So, so kid that's not true? Your blood's no. not blue? Okay, but these assholes really got blue blood because they, they fucking their aunt. Uh, yeah, and they're out, and so they kind of, and they're in such a little holler in Texas, that, or no, excuse me, Kentucky. Kentucky. Texas will fuck you up. <laughs> Don't have Texas at in my Kentucky, door. In Kentucky, you know, that, that they all kind of interbred. I mean, I think one of them married his aunt or something. So they kind of just passed that gene on, passed that gene on. But I did real, I did see the article where they treated them with what's called methylene blue, which is actually a dye we Don't use. Don't treat them with shit. Yeah. Let them be blue. This is what <laughs> you came up Papa with. Smurf. Yeah, right. By That's fucking it, damn your, fault. your first cousin and your sister and shit. So is that over decades of fucking... Yeah, I think it's over... Yeah, if you look at it, it's over generations of people. But it has it actually has phased out from what it last read on it was that they've kind of phased out because the gene pool's gotten thinner because they've been able to move outside the holler. So what you're telling me is there's a normal person dating a blue person. Probably, yeah. Some fetish shit. Everybody's yeah. got a fucking fetish. Yeah, you know what I mean? Everything. It's like when I went to that fucking porn yep. star, that porn place in fucking Vegas, and you got the, <laughs> the pair of feet yeah. and the girl with her head in the toilet. Some, something yeah. turns everybody on. Yep. Yeah, it does. What it, what's one person's Info. pleasure is good for another, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I guess. So it's been bred out. So no more blue people? That's what people? it sounds like. Well, I'm sure that they, there's some that still have the genetic trait, but if, as long as they don't find somebody that has another gene to that that it should kind of taper off okay well let's continue on the term of genetic trait yes. let's talk about your boy mr 90s r&b let's talk uh, about yeah. r kelly r Ke- what, what the fuck's he, he about to go down yeah and, and deservedly so yeah yeah it, it should have been a red flag when he was pissing on people back in 1990 should have been a red flag when he Seven? wrote a song called aj nothing but a number with Aaliyah. <laughs> that's true rest her soul that's her that's true um, is, porn. Is, yeah. is that is that shit and i know you're not a mental doctor you're 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 a health doctor yeah. but who the fuck's attracted to 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 specifically underage girls there's weirdos out there i mean that you know i mean we see them all the time that uh, in the news we that, see them all the time speak well, for yourself motherfucker I, I think about <laughs> the news i mean you see 
guys picked up having sex with a 14-year-old and 13-year-old and 12-year-old. And girls, too. Teachers and yeah. girls. girls too. And so I just, I think it's more of just, I don't know what it is. It's weird, though. That's all I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... <laughs> I've I've had discussions with this about people before, but when I, you know when I was a kid, when I was let's call it twelve between twelve and fifteen, I I liked girls that were between twelve and fifteen. Sure. When I became when you were twelve and fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. When I was fifteen to eighteen, I liked girls in that same age range. Oh, I liked them older. Then. Yeah. <laughs> see, I, yeah. See. Okay. Okay. I did like them older. <laughs> but I've never been a, a, a like them older kind. So, but when I was twenty to twenty five, I liked women twenty to. 27 right yeah. so as i aged i my taste in women now that i'm a little bit older i still like them now i like them old now i look at them in their early 20s and i think well they're cute but hell no i would oh. never uh, no and and then now because after once i had my first child anybody that is considered a child is oh. terrifying to me because if anybody out there listening you can understand and appreciate this if you have a child going through puberty is a terrible is a terrible time <laughs> as a parent. I hate it, especially if you have a girl that's going through yeah, puberty. Yeah, right. It's terrible. Or seven of them at the same time <laughs> yeah, going through puberty. Yeah, yeah, you can imagine the hormones. But so I don't understand. Like, there's got to be something upstairs that's not firing right to not, as you age, your taste age. Yeah. I, just, you know, it's, it, it, it doesn't make any sense to you me. Gotta put them down. Put them down. But back Weird. to your story in terms of who you dated and what. When I was 19, I dated a lady that was 30 years old, and I was fucking hyped on her because she bought me a pair of shoes. Because none of the bras I was dating no, at 19 yeah. had any resources to buy me shoes. But she was 30, <laughs> and she bought me a pair of sneakers. I was like, yo, she's fucking rich. <laughs> she bought me a $40 pair of shoes. <laughs> You're banging and clanging. Oh, man, I was off the hook back then, man. There's a show on TV now called Dr. Pimple Popper. Yeah. Oh, that is, is that terrible. a woman thing? Because I, I know my girl. Yeah, it is. I know my girl. If I have a zit, she's all over that mm. shit. Let me see. I'm not even if I'm like, don't touch it. It hurts. She doesn't give a fuck. Uh -uh. What, is that a women fascination I swear that you it's find? Gotta be because I'm not into that and I do it. So <laughs> I don't want to watch that. Show. Oh, you you do that? You... Yeah, we do cysts and things like that. Yeah, I mean, some people come with these big, nasty looking cysts and you have to drain yeah, them and yeah, with a needle. Know. Yeah, needle, hemostats, whatever it takes. Is there anything that makes you vomit? We like, oh god, I can't. Sebaceous cysts are. Just smelly. Mm, depending on how long they are, yeah, because they can be pretty rancid. The what are? Sebaceous cysts. They're just sebaceous they're like a cysts. They're like a zit that gets really big, and they fill up with this hard keratinized tissue, and they've been in there for months, years. <laughs> what? And they stink. Is it white? Uh, the white uh, pus. It was it white. It, sometimes white pus or white curdy, just dried up like, tissue. Nasty stank. You should yeah. see his face right now. Yeah. You, you saw his face. You see his face. He's probably, that's the one thing that gets you. Yeah, that's one thing that gets me. I wanna, I wanna vomit looking at his face. Just, I can, I'm empathizing with it. Do you have to use a needle? No, we use like a, we use like a, a biopsy punch, like Doctor Peter Pimple Popper does. I've never watched that. I won't watch that. Like I like a, to no, eat. Hell no. Curves, hell no. I have to stats, eat throughout the day. Scissors, scalpel. Scissors. You don't want to take that whole sack out at once. You don't want it to oh, come back. Me. You know. Nope. So you just take it all at once. Is it a pore that gets? Yeah, basically like a pore that gets in, gets stuff built up in it. Mm -hmm. Like what? Like keratinized tissue. How's it happen though? It's because like y'all, we have follicles everywhere, all over our body, hair follicles, you know, sit, and then it just gets obstructed, and then stuff just starts building up in there, and it doesn't mm. get popped or opened, and then it just keeps growing and growing and growing. The human body, something else. It's yeah, nasty. It is. <laughs> I knew a dude. 
that had, <laughs> and I can't believe he fucking told me this. He had a hair growing on the inside of his mouth. Uh, that's oh, nasty. Yeah. I can understand that. That's nasty. You, what do you mean you can understand it? I've seen things grow on people's mouths. Mm. And it ain't always good. How, how does that happen? How does a hair grow on the inside of your fucking mouth? We have hair. We have hair follicles all over our body. In your mouth. In your mouth. Uh, yeah, no, it's crazy, huh? Yeah, it is crazy. Did and you comb it? it? Do you think you combed it? <laughs> Trimmed it? I think, you put a, I think you put a perm in it. Weaved right? it. <laughs> put some pearls so, on so it. So hair is, is you can grow hair anywhere. Then is yeah, what you're saying? Pretty much, yeah. Have you ever mm. seen that Wolfman syndrome? Yeah, it's true. That's real shit. Those kids in the fucking yeah. uh, P.T. Barnum Circus. Uh-huh. That's, yeah. that's real shit. Yeah, uh-huh. where they grow hair everywhere. All yeah. over, like every, every, all yeah. over. It's crazy. I remember one time I was in Media Play. Do you remember Media Play? Yeah, I do. There, mm-hmm. was a, there was this book, and I opened it, and I wish I had bought the fucking book. But there was this lady in there. Her pubic hairs grew straight down like a mane of horse hair, and they were down <laughs> to her ankles. They grew straight. You know what I mean? You know, people can't supposed yeah, to be curly yeah. and shit. It just grew straight down to her fucking ankles. Like and she's standing there. You're right. And she's standing there. I remember I, for some reason, I just opened a book up to that page. And I was like, holy shit. And I showed my boy and I put the book back. I never bought the book, but it was like all these strange historical, yeah. not historical, just like human shit, like yeah. shit that humans can do. Well, that's how medicine kind of put P.T. Barnum and Bailey out of business on some of that stuff. Because the hairy woman, she just had PCOS syndrome. The guy that was really stretchy had Ellen Danlos syndrome. Those kinds of things, you know. Okay, speak English. Number so just, one, they just I've been waiting for you to not speak English. <laughs> they just they just have diseases that medicine fixed or could correct. I mean, like the blue people, they'd have probably done well in PT Barnum, but we figured it out. So. The stretchy skin, though. What 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 is that? How did, how does what what what? Ellen Dan Ellen Danlos syndrome, one of the more common. Causes. Anna Donald. Eller Daniel. Eller Daniel. Eller Daniel. Oh, Eller Daniel. Yeah. Okay. And so basically, I didn't like, hear you trying to say it, motherfucker. Would. <laughs> so it's like a connective tissue disorder. It makes people really stretchy. Do you get stretch marks? Um. Yeah. I'm sure you could. Yeah. I mean. But if I remember right, because I saw the thing, he pull it, but your skin would go back to yeah. where it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wouldn't stay like uh, Stretch Armstrong or anything. It'd go uh-huh. back, you know. But yeah, it's just Eller Daniel syndrome. They have really stretchy joints, and they can do all kinds of stuff. So. And then the hairy people were what? Like the Wolfman syndrome. Like the woman, she had like what we call polycystic ovary syndrome, which is women grow beards, they grow hair. They all I heard was ovary. Yeah, polycystic <laughs> ovary. Okay, <laughs> and and it so also, it's just, it's just it, a hormone it, deficiency. And it and it makes it so that they can't get pregnant a lot yeah. of times too. Mm-hmm. The hairy women can't get pregnant. Not always, no, because their hormones are so abstract or abnormal. That once you correct the hormone deficiency, then yeah, they can. But that's the biggest thing. That's Produce more t- testosterone than they ought to as a female. Uh, there you go. Who's I pre- should be a doctor. Yeah. See, everybody can. Bless him with a degree right Cracker now. Jackpots. <laughs> there was one, I remember reading this book of like, uh, not freaks of nature, but like things that were just abnormal. The guy, his heart wasn't on the left side, it was on the right side. Mm-hmm. His liver, your liver's on the right side. Mm-hmm. His was on, on your left everything side. was reversed. Mm-hmm. His whole organ setup was reversed. Mm-hmm. How common is something like that? Probably not as common as you think, but it is out there. I mean, I've, I saw one guy, your appendix supposed to be on the right side, it was on his left. So, I mean, it does happen. We do see reversal of body structures. I and have things. My, my, uh, my kids, a couple of my kids have a friend whose heart was on the outside when she was oh, born. Yeah, born yeah I've heard of that. that and so that she wears this little apparatus mm-hmm. thing, and and you feel bad, but damn, heart on the I'm I'm afraid to get near this child because I'm worried I'm going to damage him, th- hurt thump him. her heart, and all of a sudden she's going to die on Be me. Broken. Now I've got to explain why I just stopped her heart or yeah. I 
you know, punched her in the gut and it was her heart, you know. Right, I mean? right. Not that I punch children. I'm just going to clarify that. <laughs> well, once in a while. You did have to backtrack on that, right? <laughs> what What are some of the types of things you've seen in terms of, like, were you, I mean, because you're married, correct? Uh-huh. And you said you got three kids, four yep, kids? Three kids. All right, so you go home and you talk to your girl about stuff, I would think. Yeah. Because you got to detox some of this stuff. Sometimes, yeah. What are some of the things, obviously without names, that you say, hey, honey, look what the fuck I saw today. Well, I've seen <laughs> weird stuff. I've seen people come in missing limbs before. Um, I've seen people with uh, pieces of metal strewn through them because they've been in an industrial accident. Those kinds of things. That's really strange. You're Does that like, shit freak you out, though? I think I used to when I first started, but now it's just kind of, not necessarily old hat, but it's just kind of like you get... You're not mode. shocked by anything yeah. anymore. You're kind of like, oh my goodness, yeah. Or I've seen people be shot and knifed and stabbed. And when I was a beat. kid, when I was a kid, um, I, okay, teenager. So we, you know, you talk to horror stories and all this shit. So I had a friend, a friend whose dad supposedly is a doctor or something like that, and I heard about teeth in the vagina. Is that a thing? Is it possible? I, and honestly, it's been long enough. Now I could Google it. Who and I told never, you this? It, it's a friend of my friend, okay? So just go with it. This is what I heard. I've never Googled it because I'm terrified to see the answer. Okay, as far as I'm concerned, it looks a certain way and it's going to stay a certain way. You know what? But you, again, you say that and there's somebody out there right now that listens to this show because we get <laughs> thousands <laughs> of listeners a week. Who's like, YouTube in that. Who is that? I right, want to meet her. Right, right. So, I don't know if that could... I don't know if that's possible. I don't. Uh, I couldn't imagine. I can't tell you the amount of relief I just felt. With I that mean, there are derm- dermoid cysts that do have teeth and hair and things like that. In those them. are twins that have yeah. been absorbed. Yeah. yeah, those are those are different. But I don't know. Yeah, about but those end up on like uh, Dateline or yeah. uh, some <laughs> some documentary show yeah. like the History Channel or some yeah, shit like that. Yeah, but I don't know about that. Okay. Oh, well, I feel good about that then. <laughs> oh, you're, you're happy now. Yeah, yeah. Now I don't have to worry about getting bit. <laughs> I watched a documentary the other night <laughs> on fucking uh, Bobby Knight. Okay. And what we got with Bobby Knight is we take him today. What was this, 2019? Mm-hmm. We take Bobby Knight from 1985 and we put him in 2019. Shit doesn't work. Mm-hmm. All right? right. Bobby Knight, 1985, I was like, I'd go play for him. I mean, he scares the hell out of me, yeah, but he's going to yeah, bring the yeah. best out of you. This, Bobby, this, this, this yeah. fucking documentary made him look like. Nurse Ratchet. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, we all know who Nurse Ratchet is. Made him look like Nurse Ratchet. I watched right? that same thing. You I, did watch it? Yeah, blew me away. Like, Why? I, you didn't know he was doing that shit? But to that extent, that it was, um, of course, I was a little younger. So in my mind, I decided, well, the guys that are playing for him are just pussies, right? They just like, yeah, right, they, right. They, they suck it up, that kind of stuff. And when now you, and then watching that documentary and the journalist that that covered the whole thing, damn, I was yeah. kind of blown away by it. Like, holy shit, this guy was, he was an asshole. Mm-hmm. That was it. In 2019, back then he was doing things for the kids. His kids graduated, mm-hmm. you know. But I, yeah, but it still had some adverse effect on him then too, though. So, Doc Ryan, looking at me, do I look healthy to you? Seem like a healthy person. Well, no, not seem. Do I look? <laughs> you, I look eyeball test? you look healthy. Why I was guess. that your first go-to? <laughs> well, it's, you pressure it, I'm a little it? bit of a hypochondriac. <laughs> you could right? be on the outside looking healthy. What's going on, on the inside? Are you uh, trying to check my prostate? I come not on. Have it again. We can do that. You'll <laughs> <laughs> sing Moon River. <laughs> With that wood, is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying, Dr. Ryan. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. 
And on that, guys, that will end this glorious mask off. I hope you appreciated it. If you did, always give us some love. Head over to uh, um, so what you saying, uh, dot com. Check us out there. We're also at anchor.fm backslash so what you saying. You can contribute there. Um, don't forget, we've got uh, our merchandise for sale, the shot glasses, the uh, T-shirts, the stickers. We're all over there. Uh, social media, check us out. Tell your friends, hey, this was educational this time. Yeah, yeah. Just like one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, that right. asshole Dr. Seuss. That's right. That's right. Hey, we talked about him last time. Last and week. now we brought it full circle. I, it took us a week, but we got yeah, it full we get circle. That. We get that. So, guys, check us out on the social media. Check us out on um iTunes, remember to rate us and review us over there and uh, contribute if you can. We always love and appreciate that. Also, I just want to throw one last shout out. Um, I know we got a lot of people out there that want to go get some ink done because we've got uh, messages about it. People showing us your terrible ink. Go get it fixed. <laughs> Head over to Tiger Claw Tattoo. They'll hook you up to Mill Creek um, and check it out over there. And on that, Keith, Ryan, I got to say, it has been a pleasure. Jamie, then what should we name this one? We out. <laughs>